So today I'm with Amber and with Emily from Twinkle Hive. Hello, how are you today? Hi, yes, we're good, thank you. Hi, yeah, it's great to be here, thank you. Perfect, so I want to start with asking you what exactly is Twinkle Hive for the listeners that don't know about it and what are your roles in it? Yes, yeah, so Twinkle Hive is a business accelerator based in Sheffield. We support missional founders by providing space um, in our Sheffield office, blended investment and support. Um, and it's all to accelerate the growth of these innovative companies. We launched back in September 2019. And the reason why we kind of came about was to expand Twinkle's mission to help those who teach. Um, and that was by investing and supporting in businesses that are kind of finding new ways to solve problems for educators. And the second main reason was John Seaton, Twinkle's CEO and co-founder, wanted to pass on his knowledge, his experience that he'd kind of gained from growing a startup into this market leader and thought, why not um, help entrepreneurs to be successful while fulfilling Twinkle's mission? So we launched primarily as this EdTech Accelerator, focusing on supporting EdTech companies. Um, and over time, we've grown beyond EdTech and we now support missional driven um, tech startups. But we've kept that importance around the companies solving problems for their end customer kind of being at the center. So my role is Hive Manager, and that involves driving like the day-to-day -day, um, operations and supporting our founders um, but also looking after the Twinkle Hive strategy um, and seeking out them opportunities to promote and expand Hive whenever possible. Yeah, and I'm the growth manager um, and that involves supporting startups through their journey in the accelerator, managing the application process and kind of overseeing the internal and external communications as well. Why is it so important for a startup ecosystem to have successful companies like Twinkle investing to startups? and startup support. Yeah, of course. I think it's so important for larger companies to get involved in startup support if they can, because they have so much to share, um, kind of sharing those insights and experiences that can help startups to avoid common pitfalls and those costly mistakes, um, both associated with setting up a company in general, but also within particular sectors. So for example, Twinkle can give so much advice about how to navigate working with schools and the EdTech market um, in particular. I think it just makes everything happen quicker for the startup. So startups really benefit from that guidance to deliver the key aspects of their business plan more efficiently and just quicker so that they can enter the market if they haven't already and scale as quickly as possible. I think it benefits the larger companies as well. I think working with startups can really help large companies keep their finger on the pulse within their sector and keep that quick paced startup culture kind of alive in those larger companies. So it really does work two ways and you can learn and gain insights from the startups as well if you're a larger company. How do you work with startups exactly? Uh, could you take us through the process of the relationship from, you know, from getting in touch with the startup to having them in the program and what follows? At the very beginning, it's obviously our application process that they come into contact with first. Um, and for us, that's an opportunity to find out about that startup, their values, their mission, and ultimately the problem that they're trying to solve for their customer. We have an application form for startups to fill out, um, but the majority of the time we also do a video call just to get them to know the founder um, better as well. 
if we are then confident that there's an opportunity for us to invest, we then want to iron out them details of investment. And we do this through, this can take quite a long time, it's through emails, face-to-face, virtual meetings, um, and we'll decide on the cash amount, the services. So we provide services um, from Twinkle Experts as part of the package. Um, and we'll also discuss whether they want to relocate and take residency in, in the Sheffield office. So once that is all done, we'll be then onboarding the, the founder into the hive and their team. So we start by, again, getting a bit deeper into understanding the company in detail, understanding their business plan, their long term goals, just so that everything we do, we're all aligned. We welcome them into our Hive community. So that includes our other founders. Um, it gives everyone a chance to connect, share challenges um, and do kind of that regular meetup. And we get them on mentorship as well from John Steeton. And then from that point, we are there to support their growth in any way we can. That is anything from giving them access to Twinkle experts in particular topics, um, Twinkle resources. So it might be, you know, our innovation lab or our marketing team and right down to introducing them to our own personal networks. You're starting a new space for entrepreneurs in Sheffield now. Could you tell us a little more about that? Was it something that you decided to create? obviously with the pandemic in mind and uh, to give entrepreneurs more chance to connect with each other while working remotely and from home? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think part of it stemmed from wanting to help our founders within the Hive to expand their networks and also um, just some research we did about finding that entrepreneurs tend to feel that it can be quite an isolating way to work and that if you're the only person in the startup team, you might not have a lot of people that you can connect with that really understand what it is to be an entrepreneur. So in from a kind of digital networking point of view, we're soon to be launching a community for members of the investment and entrepreneurial ecosystem. So as a digital community, it's open to entrepreneurs everywhere, not just in Sheffield, but we are keen to get our Sheffield partners involved and to help Sheffield-based startups as much as we can. The community is open not just to entrepreneurs, but also business advisors, investors, really anyone interested in innovation and startups more broadly. Um, and that's people from all sectors, not at all just ed tech, but anyone that wants to get involved. So it will be aimed at stimulating peer support and mentorship will be encouraging those involved to really celebrate their successes and overcome challenges together. That's kind of the point of it. Would it be in the form of, you know, monthly or weekly meetups uh, or more as a more as a social media, as a, as a forum where people could post and then others could react and comment on their post? Yeah, we're not, um, we're still kind of looking at what type of format we want it to take. We know that we do want there to be that kind of, ability to message and get in contact when we are outside of the meetings but also those face-to-face meetings are so important especially during COVID when you're just not getting out and meeting people through those other face-to-face networkings that we used to do so yeah I'd say a combination. You state on your website that you're looking for missional founders would like to make a difference. Making a difference is sort of a buzz term in the startup world so what do you mean by that at Twinkle? Twinkle's mission really is at the heart of everything we do. And we want to support other companies that center around making a positive impact on their customers or achieving social good. So when it comes to evaluating startups for the hive, when we're looking at if they are making a difference, it really means startups with founders who are driven by a clear mission. And this is so evident when you meet 
founders, um, missional founders are so keen to talk about the impact of the problem that they're trying to solve and how they want to alleviate that problem. They're so clearly customer focused and they've made an effort for that to run through everything their company does. So it's reflected in their product or service that it you know improves lives and reduces pain points for their customers. Um, and it's also through their culture and the way they do product development. It's really evident to us when we've got a missional founder on our hands and it makes us really excited. I think that when it comes to startups and uh, founders, especially the people that came up with the ideas, sometimes they might, they might get disillusioned and think that uh, their mission is way more benevolent than it actually is. Have you had cases in, in the one year or one year and a few months of Twinkle Hive where you've met founders who claim to be mission driven, but you could see, you could kind of see through them. I think that for us, it's quite um, easy to tell if there really is a clear mission behind a startup, because the problem that they're trying to solve is one that we agree is a real problem. It's one that is keenly felt by their target audience. And it's one that they're really actively aimed at solving through their product. So it's when you can see a really, really clear, clear link between the problem and the product or the service and how it caters to it really neatly. Uh, I've seen a lot of posts on LinkedIn lately where there's a bit of a conflict and argument between, you know, investment in startups that clearly are solving a problem, but they're not really profiting. You know, they're basically surviving on, on VC money. The, the biggest example probably is Uber. You know, for, for 10 years, they still, I'm not sure about 2020, but before that, they still couldn't, uh, couldn't get profit. However, they're obviously a company that is solving a problem and I personally use Uber, for example. So how important is it for, for businesses that want to apply for Twinklehive to also have a clear, clear picture of how they're going to make money and how they're going to be financially sustainable? Yeah, absolutely. It really is about striking that balance. I mean, we do see um, there being a clear mission and solving a problem as absolutely top of the list in terms of the importance, but also we look for there to be that clear business plan, you know, the financial forecast and knowing when it is that they're going to be turning a profit, I suppose, is also definitely key. Um, it's really more about us trusting that the founder has the skills possible to make it into a successful commercial venture because we're dealing with startups that are really early stage. It is about um, connecting with the founder and being able to trust them that they're going to take it in the right direction. Going to the to your website, it amazes me how easy it is for a startup to apply and get in touch. It's, it's a seamless experience. What do you think have been the biggest challenge up to date to find your target group of businesses? Yeah, I think we've had quite a few challenges around that. So our target business at the minute um, involves missional driven startups in the digital sector. But I think one of the main challenge has been shifting people's perceptions of Twinkle Hive and communicating that our criteria goes beyond ed tech. I think for lots of startup founders, they assume that their application is a long shot because Twinkle is an ed tech company. So it's just ensuring that we are communicating like the breadth of our criteria effectively um, so that we receive attention from the missional startups that are outside um, of the ed tech sector. And I think we've worked really hard to build a brand that reflects um, our ed tech expertise because at the end of the day that is what we are experts in but also I suppose our willingness to embrace the companies outside of it and I think a second challenge has just been generally like establishing Twinkle Hive within the investment ecosystem 
So Twinkle might be a global leader in education, but we've had to work really hard um, to establish Twinkle Hive, just our branding generally in that ecosystem. I think now we've done that, it's a lot easier to access our target group. Um, we've got quite a lot of active pipelines with other investors, accelerators, incubators, and they are giving us the ability to introduce ourselves to the founders who are meeting our criteria. There's a lot of benefits in joining Twinkle Hive. Again, I think they're listed very well on your website. But what would you say is the single biggest one, in your opinion? The main thing that really sets Twinkle Hive apart from other accelerators is the fact that we give founders the opportunity to access services that are delivered by Twinkle's in-house experts. So because startups often have small teams and they're working to keep their costs as low as possible, outsourcing work can be really, really expensive and just not possible for a lot of startups. So we help them to achieve their goals without having to overspend on external resources. And by giving them access to a variety of Twinkle teams who will give them their support, it really allows them to do everything that they wanted to do on their business plan, um, probably cheaper and quicker than they would have otherwise. We offer consultation, but also work carried out. So this can range from consultation sessions with experts about selling products to schools or about forging partnerships with businesses, um, but it can range all the way up to the full conception of delivery of innovation projects, the scoping of, and building of web development projects. So it's really varied. And this support often includes an element of upskilling the startup team so that they can implement the strategies in the future themselves. So for example, our SEO package includes delivering SEO training sessions to the team as well. Let's talk about Sheffield's startup ecosystem. So Twinkle is one of the examples of a local business succeeding and giving back to the community. How can other companies of that rank follow your example and contribute more? Being based in Sheffield has impacted Twinkle's growth overall so much. And I think it's because of that we kind of want to highlight everything that Sheffield has to offer. I think one of the main things larger companies can do is around the education piece. So speaking at events, attending panel sessions, just sharing your knowledge, expertise, the common pitfalls, you know, that you've learned along the way, as well as promoting this entrepreneurship as a valid career path starting up a business you know is an option and you know nurturing that entrepreneurial talent recently just launched um a scholarship fund to support young entrepreneurs in south yorkshire to build and grow their own businesses so things like that around education i think is key also mentorship individuals can get involved in mentorship within the sheffield community i mean you only got to look at m here um who currently is mentor um for two entrepreneurs through the sheffield hallam career mentoring program so getting involved in things like that and I'd say also investment so whether that's your time or financial investment it's all around looking at like-minded businesses or startups who align with your own company's mission um, and I think if you can invest time or you know money into them it's key. The trends in edtech let's talk about edtech in, 20, in 2021 and let's also talk about Twinkle Hive in 2021 and the startups on your program. Sure, yeah. So in terms of Twinkle Hive, this year we are going to be focusing a lot on outreach and just helping entrepreneurs uh, more than we ever have before. So we're currently piloting the Twinkle Hive scholarship, which Amber just mentioned, which is giving a grant of up to £40,000 and also support 
for young entrepreneurs in South Yorkshire. And um, the second round of that is going to be opening again in autumn 2021. Also in Twinkle Hive, we're currently writing and soon to be delivering a business course for young entrepreneurs. And we're hoping to teach young entrepreneurs how to transform ideas into really validated business concepts and to give them some really actionable things they can do to make that happen. And also we're hoping it'll help them prepare for that Hive scholarship if they would like to apply for it. EdTech more broadly, online safety is one area that has been so highlighted during COVID-19 as a really, really key for EdTech to be successful. Um, obviously, many students have been working from home and this interest in online safety also comes alongside the release of the PSHE curriculum, in which includes the importance of online safety and digital literacy. So I suppose we're expecting startups to innovate solutions that address the new curriculum and the importance of teaching children how to be safe online. A great example of that is with one of our resident startups, Natahub. So their mission is to help children be prepared to thrive online. And they have a safe social media platform for children and online safety lessons to help them to be prepared for that. Another trend in edtech is just e-learning and the accessibility to education is obviously so key at the moment. Um, and bridging the digital divide is another really important area of education that deserves focus. And it's one we're really passionate about at Twinkle. So Twinkle has been working with the Sheffield Initiative Laptops for Kids since the first lockdown to help distribute laptops locally and keep children learning across Sheffield when they're not able to be in school. So the charity refurbishes laptops donated by local businesses and it gives them to children who otherwise just wouldn't have the equipment needed to help them study at home. So I'd say e-learning and accessibility to education is another one. The last one that I'd be able to identify is probably digital careers. So helping people to develop the skills needed for the current and future jobs market, which is becoming increasingly more digital, including things like coding, and also more soft skills such as leadership are becoming just more and more important, I think. And we've had a lot of applications from startups recently focusing on this area, both in the schools market and also for older students. So it's just a really clear area for innovation at the moment is providing um, people with the skills needed for those digital careers. Twinkle Harf is one of the of the leading accelerators in Sheffield. There's a few more organizations that uh, that provide support to startups, just like Sheffield Tech Parks, Collider, etc. How can accelerators and organizations about startups and that support startups be more connected uh, between each other? Yeah. So as I've touched on before, I think attending them regular networking events and creating them relationships with like-minded individuals across the region. I mean. Twinkle High, we are one of the founding members of the SIAN, which is the Sheffield Incubator and Accelerator Network, and that connects startup providers in Sheffield, so such as um, Collider and the Chef Tech Parks and the unis, and it allows us to centralise all of our activities into one place. Um, so we are effectively signposting them entrepreneurs to the best available support. And I think getting involved in our soon to be launched networking platform is a great opportunity. So inviting startup support providers in Sheffield and entrepreneurs, those, you know, inside and outside of Sheffield, to be fair, um, and just encouraging them to invite their own startups and founders um, will enable, you know, startups within Sheffield to be more connected. 
Good. Well, now I'd like to proceed with the five questions I ask uh, all of my guests, if that's all right with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. So the first is about books. Recommend books that you think every person that is either an entrepreneur already or that wants to become an entrepreneur should read. Absolutely would have said The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. Without a doubt, it's the book that really helped me to understand entrepreneurship and innovation. But I listened to Duncan from Air Supplies podcast with yourself recently, and I know that he said that. So um, instead, I think I'll say Atomic Habits by James Clear. It just provides really actionable advice for building good, healthy habits to become the person you want to be both personally and professionally. So I'd probably recommend it not just to entrepreneurs, but anyone who wants an extra boost of motivation and career direction. Um, so I would probably go with The Secrets of Sandhill Road, and that's by Scott Kapoor and Eric Kreis. And that is all around entrepreneurs who want to seek venture capital investment. It allows an entrepreneur to see it from the point of view of the VC. And it's really a step-by-step -step guide of how capital, um, venture capital, sorry, works in general. It's, yeah, it's a great book. Yes, I agree with both of your recommendations. For Atomic Habits, I have to say that I really didn't know what to expect. And the practicality of the advice was, was genuinely mind-blowing because the most of the books that I've read about uh, about habits and about changing the way you know you structure your day has all been kind of kind of a waffling, which doesn't really lead to any differences. But the way he literally, it was basically like a schedule which you had to follow or like rules you had to follow. And so I was I was very very impressed with that book. And by the way, the Secrets of Sand Hill Road, amazing as well. Anybody who's seeking VC should read that one. So why the name Twinkle Hive? Do you have do you have any idea why exactly uh, it was chosen to be to be Twinkle Hive for Twinkle's accelerator? Yeah, of course. Um, so I just think the workings of a hive and a bee colony is just the perfect metaphor for the sort of collaborative values we encourage within Twinkle Hive. So a bee is very social and it can only live in a community, and we think that is so reflective of how business should be done each bee and each hive works not for itself but for the community and that really reflects the foundations and the philosophy of twinkle hive could you both tell us one place in sheffield that you think everyone should visit i would probably say peddler market um i don't think it's open at the moment but usually every first friday and saturday of the month there is this great market in i think it's around kellum and it's got food stores music um kind of local shops and it's just a really exciting vibe a really great place to be so for me i'd say kellum fleet so if you've ever been it's a fantastic place to go and get a bargain and it's got all these incredible antique um furniture and things in there and then right across the road there is cutlery works which have fantastic food. So if you both had 15 minutes with your 20-year-old self, what would you tell them? When I was 20, I was studying a history degree at the University of Sheffield, and I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do with my life after uni. So I would probably tell her to read up on accelerators, get started on a business course, and also just not be afraid to pursue a business and commerciality focused career I think it seemed a little bit out of reach at the time um, with the university degree I'd chosen to do but it definitely wasn't and I absolutely love it now 
For me, um, when I was 20, I was studying um, international business management. And I would probably tell myself that a textbook scenario just does not work out in real life. So don't try and pursue perfection in every task, in every project. Relax and just challenge what you're being taught because it's part of the learning process. And my final question to both of you is to tell me with one sentence, one big, hairy and audacious goal for Twinkle Hive. For us, it's to be a key player in the national investment landscape, um, especially for missional driven and digital startups. I'd say our ultimate goal just has to be to support our missional startups to support their end users in every way possible. So just to have the biggest impact that we can. Well, Amber, Emily, it was, it was lovely getting some insight into Twinkle Hive. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I hope you enjoyed the episode and for all the founders out there, go to Twinkle Hive's page and apply today. There's nothing to lose and there's loads to win. In 2019, when I got involved with Sheffield's startup ecosystem, I was surprised at the lack of funding and investment in it. I've heard people say that if there are good enough businesses, the money will come, but I believe in the opposite. A well-positioned ecosystem with clear information to investors for the startups is what I think is needed, not better businesses, which are already a fact. This is why through Sheaf Valley, I want to do something more regarding investment in Sheffield startups. My idea is to have a dedicated website that lists businesses in the steel city seeking investment, giving the information that an investor would need from them, what round they're looking to raise, and of course, contact details. Without startups on board though, I wouldn't create this. And that is why the first version of the page will be just an explanation of the concept, showing how it would work, followed by a window to sign up if you would be interested in the idea. And in the end, I'd like to thank Twinkle Hive and Sheffield Digital for constantly sharing my posts on Twitter and helping me spread the word of Sheep Valley. Thanks to all you listeners. That's all for now. So have a nice day.